I guess, in summary, cool is being authentic, being a decent human, admitting you're fucking ridiculous, and doing the best to make it work for you. Heather Hansen. Sometimes in life, when you eat too much dark chocolate, which in turn makes you feel like you have a hangover from drinking too much vodka, which is horse shit because you haven't been drinking, you just got to get up in the morning, do some half-assed yoga, take a bath, eat some Tums, look at yourself and say, hey girl, hey. What's What's up, what's up? I'm Sarah, the mother. I'm Jewel, the daughter. And And you're you're listening to What the the F is Ladylike. Today's topic, we're going to be discussing anxiety. The real, raw reality of anxiety. Guys, and I want to remind you, anxiety is a normal and often healthy emotion that you feel. However, when a person regularly feels disproportionate levels of anxiety, it might become a medical disorder. Anxiety disorders form a category of mental health diagnosis that lead to excessive nervousness, fear, apprehension, and worry. up some stats joel oh were you yeah it was 2017 that was the last time that they updated it they definitely need to update that 2020 was a shit show yes it was going into 2021 wasn't any better i mean anybody who thought that it was gonna be a bright new year uh we're wrong sorry guys i mean (laughs) we do have a new president now maybe things will change there but you know whatever right (laughs) So, you know, the stats that I have, it's 1 in 13 globally suffer from anxiety. That's crazy. It is. An estimate of 284 million people worldwide suffer from anxiety. That's a lot of people. That is a lot of people. Can you imagine what the stats are now? Oh, I mean, probably way higher than that now. It's got to be. Unfortunately, but yeah, I mean, people who didn't previously have anxiety probably developed anxiety right. due to 2020 and right. continuing on into yeah. 2021. I mean, we both suffer from anxiety. Yes. Yes, we do. I mean, we were making it a normal part of our life for a long time. Yes. Normal. We were incorporating it. You know, to have an anxiety attack weekly or daily. Learning how to (laughs) deal with those anxiety attacks. I mean, eat your breakfast, have an anxiety attack, you know, do it all over again. I mean, we we were doing, we we were always doing that. We got to talk about this. We have to talk about it. It's serious. People have to get more comfortable with the idea of talking about mental health and things that make people feel uncomfortable because that people need a voice and people need to feel comfortable. And you, they, you don't feel comfortable if you're feeling shut down or shut out. Nope. And 
you you have a right to express your feelings. Your feelings are your feelings. That's and right. And those are all valid. Yep. And my feelings are going to be different than Joel's. Yes. And mine will be different than the next person's. That's correct. And you cannot judge somebody for that. Nope. Nope. Have you ever been talking to a friend about your anxiety and they say to you that you just need to go talk to someone? Oh, yeah, yeah, I have. As a matter of fact, you know, our friend Lisa, she would always stop and talk to me about that. She's here today, Lisa Ayers. How you doing today, Lisa? I'm doing really well, Sarah. How are you doing? Oh, great. How How's that COVID life been treating you? Oh, it's been okay. Life inside of a box, you know. It's kind of boring, but <laughs> we're living. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be chit-chatting about anxiety. Are you ready for that? Uh, I already had my anxiety attack today, so yes. <laughs> Just setting up for the show, yeah, right? right? I know. We were, <laughs> we were prepared. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're here trying to build a community, and um, so that way... All of our listeners can free to talk about uh, any type of subject. One of them is um, anxiety. My daughter suffering from anxiety um, pretty much on a daily basis, huh, Joel? Yep. It is a struggle. So I think it's great that we're going to be talking about it. A lot of people don't like to talk about it. I say let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. Um, a lot of people are suffering from it. So, Lisa, what do you do during a uh, an attack? Um, you're real mean, honestly. Uh, right out the gate, I start, you know, blaming everything that I don't have control over. I kind of start to cycle around uh, everything that I see that's wrong. And yeah. I get really overstimulated very quickly. Um, and sometimes it's really hard to recognize those early warning signs. And then uh, if I don't catch them. I can be, I mean, it starts out crying and it kind of just de-escalates from there. But and crying is great. It's a great release. Oh, it's a great release. I, I tend to not be a big, like, crier unless it's like <laughs> Disney movies. But, um, you know, it, I have a, I kind of have my own process to get through it. Um, but it's what different for you everybody, do? you know. What do you do to get through it? Uh, I spend a lot of time taking deep breaths, you know. Um, I think about how I model things for my son. I always tell him to take deep breaths when he's starting to get acting, when he's starting to get agitated. So I start to take some deep breaths. Uh, a couple of different techniques that I start to do is I start to recognize the voices in my head and what kind of emotions they're feeding into. Yeah, um, yeah. So I can blame a lot of people real quick, but sometimes that's just me not accepting, um, like I said, some of the things that I can't control. So right. I, uh, I have some techniques where I write things down, maybe the persistent thought that is always triggering me constantly. Mm -hmm. And then when mm -hmm. I look at it, I can kind of break down where it came from, what the original source was where my spiral started uh -huh. and um 
to get some of the weight off of my anxiety or, or that attack. Yeah. I kind of try to flip the narrative so that I send good feelings towards whatever yeah, that, angst, yeah. that anxious, fuzzy feeling is, you know? Um, for it's sure. hard to do. It was definitely something that I did not do for a very, very long time in my life. Um, but, you know, the better I got at accepting the accountability within the anxiety and realizing that I do have more control over what I give myself credit for. So it's a uh, it's a long process to get used to being able right. to rein that anxiety back in. So it doesn't happen fast. And some of the anxiety is thinking that I will be able to get over it fast, you know? About, I mean, one thing is like about being in the present, you know, being in the present here mm -hmm. and now. Being in the present yeah. is huge. Yeah. And that's hard. I mean, I, I, I struggled with it so many years, still do. I had a panic attack two weeks ago, a week ago. But um, they're heavy. So, Jewel, they yeah, they, they hurt. Yeah. And the feelings of it is it, it could be you lose your breath, mm -hmm. your heart hurts, um, your head hurts, your whole body hurts. Yeah, it can cause a lot um, of like physical pressure that lasts longer than even the anxiety attack does. Yeah, yeah. So, Jewel, tell us about your your anxiety attacks. Um. I mean, I guess it's different for everybody. So I guess mine will sound a little different. Mine, it is, it's a daily occurrence. It's usually a moment when I wake up. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a lot of anxiety because I have a lot going on with me right now. With and your health, right? Yes, with my health. Um, so there's been a lot of unresolved things with my health and trying to figure things out. And I try and stay positive and say, hey, you know, well, I'm getting diagnosed with this and maybe this will help. And when I do this and then I have these surgeries and these procedures and they're not working and then I'm still waking up every day, mm -hmm. not feeling good. It just wears me down. Right, right. And so that's just one thing. And then I have anxiety with my parenting so, like, I feel like sometimes I'm not the best parent. Like, I'm not attending to my children as much as I could be. Or Boy, maybe, I hear you. That yeah, is a lot is, of pressure to deal with. All it the time. is. And then sometimes when... You, so, my daughter, she's six now. She's so opinionated. So, she's like a little mini teenager right now. And that's <laughs> very is. difficult when I have anxiety. Don't worry. I, it's going to get worse, guys. <laughs> to, that doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's hey, hard. I made it through, guys. It's all it's, good. It's hard. It's hard because you're looking at a little mirror of yourself, and it's just. And she's six, going on sixteen, and I also don't want to let my frustrations out on her because it's not right. She's learning. She's developing. It's and that's okay for her. Yeah, it's like she doesn't even understand at this point. She just sees you feeling these big feelings, and right, that's a lot for a kid to even see. Yeah, and the the. The sad part of it is, so she's seen me sick pretty much her whole life, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. um, and now she tells me she wants to become a doctor to fix people like mommy. Oh, wow. She has such a big Aww. heart. That's so sweet of her. So, you know, I go through, I had an anxiety attack the other day. Uh, my dog bit me. 
She has anxiety. Can you believe my dog has anxiety? Dogs are huge reflections of their owners. It's nuts. Yeah, man. She bit me and I had all of these feelings and that anxiety attack lasted a week. But I had not had an anxiety attack in a long time. You know, I have gotten myself better. I quit drinking hard alcohol. Um, I, you know, hard alcohol doesn't help on your mental health. Really, (laughs) it really doesn't. When you're trapped, I mean, Lisa, you, you and I have partied together. You know, we used to be able to hold our own. I don't think I could do that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I can have like a beer now and then. But anxiety does not help, guys. For anxiety, don't alcohol, don't mix. Well, don't do yeah. it. I stopped. <laughs> don't mix well, it at home now. Um, I'm probably doing more drinking than I was doing in public. But I'll tell you what, cannabis is my go-to when it comes to anxiety or problems, and I'll do that before I do drinking almost any day. It's it's how I get out of it. So it's how I manage a lot of the time too. Yeah, like it uh, kind of beats. I don't know kind of beats the anxiety attack before it starts to come on or it calms it like i mean calms it in the morning calms it at night kind of helps my brain slow down a little obviously the thc uh, has something to do with that but also so it kind of keeps my brain from yeah so you you yeah so you started so when when marijuana became legal here in Portland, Oregon, you were yeah. right in there. You were really right about it. right um, in I've there. I've been managing my uh, depression and anxiety with cannabis um, as a medical patient for two years prior to the legalization in 2015. So um, I was pretty familiar with where my own dosing was and my methods of wanting to, uh, you know, ingest. It doesn't always, it's not always like a smoky. Sometimes it's tinctures, sometimes it's capsules, sometimes it's little vaporizers. Sometimes I do um, like a sublingual, uh, quick absorbing kind of a thing under my tongue. So there's a lot of different ways to do it that don't affect my lungs. Um, And I also really got a passion for helping people who were in similar pain management kind of things where their pain management methods were giving them anxiety. So we introduced things like tinctures and, you know, half of their pain management is where their anxiety comes from. So when all those two things were able to kind of be negated, um, people found control over their lives a lot more manageable because you're not like high to get crazy. Yeah. You're, you're, you're comfortable to forget about the pain. And I think a natural way, I don't know, you know, about you, Joel, but the natural way is the way that we try to to put into our body, right? So see, and I, I can't drink alcohol, like, and that's due to my health. But I even don't think I would turn to alcohol to solve that type of issue. I think (laughs) that's probably a good thing. Yeah, I think that um, I think our family, I've seen our family struggle with it too much to have that be my thing. You know what I mean? And then I've seen more beneficial things from our family on the natural way. Correct. And I definitely think natural is the way to go. So before we hit our next our break, Lisa, how would people go about um 
uh, finding out, you know, how that would help anxiety having, whether it be CBD or THC? Oh, I've got a whole spiel on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I would say start very, very small. Um, and I wouldn't start with a smoke. I would start with something that you digest a little bit. Like um, I mentioned a tincture, maybe something with a coconut base is a, and has a very, very low amount of THC. I'm talking like maybe five milligrams or less. Um, and as a pretty good amount of CBD in it, um, because you're going to start out feeling um, a little bit of relief. Yeah. Uh, kind of on your heart and your chest a little bit, but it's not going to be like everything is fixed. I'm happy. You just might not care so much that you're starting to have those, um, I don't know, kind of that like pain or that fluttering in your chest. Um, yeah, we can talk more about it on after the break. Let me find some uh, examples that work for me and I'll, I'll get those to you. <laughs> I want to dedicate this show to Heather Hansen. Absolutely. The super groovy cosmic bus. Bus. I got my bus right here. Just thinking of her. <laughs> you do have my bus is sitting at my work. <laughs> it's the one car Everett is not allowed to play with because it just means so much to me. Yeah. Yeah. My soul sister was an amazing person. She could light up a room with her smile. She was voted the most, I, I can't remember, what was it, Lisa? It was the coolest person in Portland. There's a write-up. Something like that, yeah. And um, She definitely was the coolest voice in radio. I'll tell you what, I tuned into her anytime I could. She always had the best playlist. She always took a crazy interest in whatever local artists were going around. And she took the best picture. She really captured the soul of an artist in the moment. It was so, so cool to see her visual representation of music. And this episode meant so much to me to do it during this time this week. After all of the craziness that we just experienced through 2020, the beginning of 21, and all of the... Uh, just the ups and the downs. The ups and the downs and, you know, what the hell is going to happen on the news now kind of thing. And during you never the week. Know anymore. It's nuts. And sometimes those outside influences, mm -hmm. you, uh, you and just got to yeah, fight and, them down. And during the week of Heather's birthday, I wanted to make sure that this came out. Because yeah, yeah. it's a nice voice to kind of remember in these times especially during her best times because she really yeah. she brought the light out in people yeah she did she brought the best out of every person mm -hmm. we had a blast i mean you guys people would think we were crazy of course i am crazy but <laughs> i think you guys were a little crazy <laughs> um uh, it's so important to me for people to know because i know that People would go, are you okay? Should we even approach the subject? You got to talk about it sometimes. Yeah. Heather did not want anybody to go hungry. Oh, yeah. That was not her MO. She always made sure everybody was, at least had something to eat. Yeah. She shared all, <laughs> she shared all her food. <laughs> 
So I want to challenge everybody. You know meal exchange? I've been talking about them. It costs $5 to feed somebody. If you donate $5, put it in Heather's name. Yeah, I think that'd be a really great uh, way to commemorate somebody who is always really looking at the, even the smallest maybe member of society who would go by unnoticed as she always noticed them. That was one thing that she just, she could make anybody shine. So meal exchange sounds like a really great way to do something in somebody's memory um, that might make somebody smile. Yeah. And if you don't want to put it in Heather's name, just say the bus or the super groovy cosmic bus. Oh, that's right. The super groovy cosmic bus. <laughs> uh, bus life. 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 Hey, Jewel. Hey, Mom. You know what show I love to listen to? What's that? Coffee and Bong Hits with Jesse. He talks about retraining your brain. That sounds cool and interesting. He'll talk about dinosaurs. <laughs> That's funny. Then he'll have some rap videos going on. Ooh, love that. Yeah, yeah. Everybody should check it out. Yeah. He's on all the cool, the cool podcasting places just like we are. You know how we're flipping through those podcast groups and they're mentioning that they need some fresh, new music and beats? I do, Mom, I do. Where can our podcast groups get that music? They can get that from Comeback Karma, also known as Brendan Ginn. He also works with award-winning artists. Yes, he does. He is a producer. He's a pretty good one at that. You can find him on Instagram through Comeback Karma and also Brendan Ginn. Guys, I would like to remind you, if you like what you're listening to, please like, comment, share, subscribe, and please leave a review. Thank you. Hey guys, we're back from the break. We are continuing on with Lisa. Hey everybody. Um, yeah, I think before we went to the break, I was talking about just some of the different um, kind of methods that I like to recommend for people. Um, a lot of people who have never used THC or you know cannabis um, use it for a lot of different reasons. So if people are unfamiliar with cannabis, I like to start them out on a really low dose of um cannabis based cbd there's a lot of hemp options on the market and there's a lot of good hemp hemp options on the market but my own personal experience is that i know that farmers have given a lot of care towards cannabis based cbd um there's been a lot of 
generations of growers that have put a lot of care into it. So that's what I like to go with. I don't want to go with whatever the the trendy new cheap option is. So I get everything that I know has been through metric. And then, um, yeah, I think I was talking about tinctures before. Siskiyou Sun Grown specifically is one that I really like. Um, they have a lot of different CBD options, some that are based in a coconut oil or MCT oil base, so they're easier to go down. And um, then they also can start to go up in different THC levels, of, just based on how you like to take it, you know? Um, I also do smoke quite a bit. Um, a dab every morning really helps me manage my anxiety right out the gate. I smoke mm-hmm. with my husband. It's kind of one of our bonding things. I call myself a can of mama. Uh-huh. And it kind of comes with that lifestyle. Um, and we really enjoy getting all of our products at Cannabis. It's really near and dear to our heart. So it's a <laughs> yeah. connection. And we are always getting a lot of different flour. So we like to mix and match. Mm-hmm. And everything stays in our budget really well. So that's one of the things that... I used to manage my anxiety. Um, and I found that that yeah. helped me versus pharmaceuticals. Uh, right. I did well, not. Because the doctors, the doctors, they, they're just going to send you to getting prescriptions and it, um, it kind of changes your brain. It does. And I think it's individualized based on each person. And I'm not going to say that pharmaceuticals don't help. It was a gateway right. towards me mentally taking control over myself because right it it took kind of that kick i mean i have my own ptsd from a traumatic event and mm-hmm. um you have to be able to recover from those to be able to put the space behind you so that you can rebuild right. yourself and uh part of the rebuilding process is learning what works for you so eventually i started to phase out pharmaceuticals as i use thc Based on how it was right. Like, I mean, I right, right. I went backwards sometimes, but that's okay. And I think maybe some of recovering from PTSD is learning that it's not always a straightforward path towards recovery. But progress is always important to recognize. Yeah, cool, cool. So, Jewel, so music plays a big part of your anxiety, right? Definitely. Um, I feel like music helps me. Uh, this is my own personal opinion and everybody has their own outtake on it, but it, I feel like I can relate more when, or I feel like people relate more to me when someone like they're coming out with a song that I can sing to. And it's like, I'm singing along to it. They're singing it. Okay. We're, we're going through something similar. It may not be the same thing, but their passion makes me feel like, you know, I'm, they're right there with me. So I'm not alone. And that always, that's always helped me since I was super young, super young. I've always been into music and, uh, my, my genre of music that helps mostly with my anxiety, people may think it wouldn't because it's a loud type of music is alternative music, pop, punk, or yeah, it's just anything that can just let your emotions out. There's a lot of emotions in alternative music. I got to tell you something. (laughs) So I got to tell you something. You know, when we were, when I was having through that anxiety, mm-hmm. you know what saved me mm-hmm. is bringing it back to when we had the best time of our life. Replaying the music that we had 
the best time of our life and just sitting there and listening to it and um, over and over again. Yeah, that's a great way. It's like to relive those memories that were happy ones and go back to that. Yeah, that's really great. That was a great technique. A comfort zone of listening to those things, Mm -hmm. bringing you back to that time. Mm -hmm. And you were in the car. We were we were jamming out. Oh my gosh, we were listening to before the inauguration or whatever. We were listening to Green Day. Oh yeah, Green Day. American idiot to listen to right before the inauguration. I mean, Uh, it was great. You mean, yeah, they uh, they definitely were wise beyond their years. They uh, knew what was uh, going to happen before it was going to happen, it sounded like. <laughs> kind of like The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I remember Green Day when I was a kid. They were sellouts. <laughs> and now that I'm an yeah, adult, yeah. I'm like, they were smart. <laughs> yes, they are. But you listen to music and you relax. You've meditated to it you yeah so like for so okay i also listen to in the billy eilish billy eilish she's young but she's so she's wise beyond her years she's so young but she uh, her uh, lyrics, how does it go she, <laughs> she she knows what she's doing and talking about and she has even said that she's written about things that her brother has gone through maybe she hasn't gone through but she's portrayed that in her music and it's just so beautiful yeah Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, music is a mood regulator. It can induce stress and it can reduce stress. I don't know if everybody knows that, but um, in my with my son, um, it has been an amazing outlet for him. And he has taken his music to a different level. Um, In my my son, he's a music genius. He he he's suffers from anxiety and you know i don't know maybe it's in our was in our water i don't know we all have it <laughs> we became professionals I, it's cool there's something about making your brain work in a way where you're putting your either you're putting your emotions into the music or you're shutting your emotions down and just being quiet and listening to the music it's really incredible i, I mean out of the pandemic there's one thing i've been doing and that's like i've been relearning how to play the piano and at one point it was really stressful to think that uh I was starting over but now that I've been at it for like maybe a month month and a half it's like oh I like that I have at least a half hour where my brain right. doesn't function it's not a problem it's just kind of my reaction in my hands and so I totally yeah, understand awesome. that that's really cool that that's so getting so Ladies, I read in reading, doing this research, I got to tell you this, leading up into this show, there's a lot of information of what to do before you have an anxiety or what to prevent it, everything to do after. But what I found out was there wasn't very much information on while you're having one. I found you could put ice cubes in your hands. Sounds bizarre. Change your change. It's supposed to change the I way know, you're it's thinking. To, it's, I think you recommended that yeah. to me once. Just put some ice <laughs> in your hands. Now, what happens, breath. ladies, if you we know. are in the car? We don't have no ice, right? right? We should be pulling over if we're having an anxiety attack in the car. <laughs> we need to stop, you know. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read in a book once. Um, I'm kind of going through these steps. It's called yeah. Perfection Detox. And uh, step three is like mid-anxiety attack. One of the things that you can do to take a breath is it's an acronym. It's STOP, S-T-O-P, which is stand up, take a walk, breathe, observe your surroundings, and pick a positive thought. And I've tried it once or twice, yeah. and it's hard to remember, but... I think uh, the yeah, staying, staying present, present theme of like holding something in your hands is really the commonality that you find yeah. in a lot of these different yeah. techniques. Well, um, it's been a lot of fun having you on the show, Lisa. Oh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, here. so you, you gave us a lot you. of great information. I know. You know what I want to do? Yeah, I want to challenge. I want to yeah. put this out there because you know when I when I put stuff out there, and I let it manifest, it's going to happen. I want to start a Google Drive where all of our listeners can put in different places that they go, different things to do, So, and everybody can have access to it. Um, I want to make that happen. And anybody who has, if you're in, we have listeners, we went international. We went international. Canada, Germany. We are in the United States, all over the place. And I by state, by wherever area. Hey, put in where we where people can get help. Where people can actually get help. Yeah, I would love to hear what people from other sides of the world And the reason why I say this is because my daughter can't get help. Yeah. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Yeah. And I mean, and it depends on also like your insurance. So if you have different insurance, different places will accept you. And that's hard because a lot of people can't afford to go to the places that are open. And right now, there's only two places that aren't even in my area and I would have to drive a distance to that uh, I have to get an evaluation done and I can't get one done. So that's been very hard. And so that's what I have to do to do the next step into what next help I need yeah I'm sorry I have to go through that so um yeah there it's hard to find the resources and um it is so it's nice to have other people's help other than a doctor (laughs) and you know I always do the show it's kind of like when I was in high school and um studying for a test before the test the next day that's kind of what I did on this show um, I have my, my facts together, so I'm not really worried about that. But I did call somebody who works for a, ho- uh, a doctor's office yesterday just to find out, hey, what kind of information is there about you know, why you're having an anxiety attack? Mm-hmm. Guess what I got? <laughs> we got better information. We from- have better information. <laughs> and why do we have better information? Because we are individuals that suffer with anxiety. Well, and we got, even though we asked somebody that was in the medical field, uh, he had a little bit of advice, but his partner had even more better. He's like chiming in saying, hey, no, this helps me with my anxiety. This helps me and this helps me. And he wasn't even a doctor. Nope. It's it's those people that actually experience. Exactly. People who actually are going through the anxiety know a lot more Mm -hmm. how to help than I feel like a doctor would, honestly. 
So what do you think, Joel? That's my opinion. We should have Lisa on here every single month, huh? I think so. I'd love to be here every month. I'll make time. I got nothing but time. I know. So as we improve, Lisa can be on our show once a month. We'd love to have you. Once a month. Oh, I know. Yeah, our technical difficulties are uh, going to be easier to achieve. Our Lisa, our friend Lisa is going to be your friend too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, I can't wait till we can have playdates because I'm sure our kids would get along great. <laughs> I def they definitely would. Sounds like they would. <laughs> okay. Well, love you, Lisa. I love you too. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for having me. What the f is ladylike anyway? Yeah. What the f is lady? I don't even think you're ladylike. Nah, not at all. <laughs> Mom, that was pretty great having Lisa on with us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she had a great uh great information about cannabis benefits for anxiety. It was really informative. Yeah, and it was great seeing her face on the FaceTime. Ever since COVID, I haven't been able to see her at all. I, I just we had we had such a close bond before. Yeah. And then COVID hit. So it was great seeing her. Yeah. I mean, she's such a light. She's such a bright light. She is. And she's just full of information, too. Yes. Sweetheart. Sweet soul. Yes. Um, and guys, um, I wanted to share some information that I just recently learned. And it is habits you won't believe are anxiety. These are things that I didn't even know. Uh, one, excessive playing with your hair. You do that a lot. I do. I do do that a lot. <laughs> Having weird dreams. Unfortunately, I don't have dreams. I, I don't, don't remember dream. my dream. I don't remember my dreams too much. I don't dream. People think I'm weird because I don't dream. They're like, no, you have to dream. You have to remember I'm sure, how to I'm do I'm sure that. we dream. It's just I, I don't remember if what I would have dreamt about. Right, right. Um, three, creating excessive to-do lists. I, I don't think I do like that on paper, but I think I create those in my head. Yeah, I think we do that as we're going to sleep. We tend to uh, think about everything before falling asleep. Yeah, and it's I, like, I do that I a got, lot. I got to do this and I got to do this. And yep, those are the kind of I lists. didn't do this today. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can't go to sleep. Because you have all these things built up in your head. And you know, one thing is, Joel, and I got to bring Mod Sudden back into it. But if you've ever read his book, mm -hmm. he talks about that, like having basically like a drawer, like a shelf. Mm -hmm. And every time you think of something, put it in that drawer. And close it, doesn't, it. it doesn't mean that it's not valid. You're going to come back to it, mm -hmm. you know. Um but that's one thing that I always keep in my head when I'm doing that at night. And I do that at night all the time. That's a, that's a great tool to use. Yeah. Four, not being able to sit still. Um, that is me 100% to the T. I have never been able to sit still, I don't think. Yeah, I find myself doing that, especially when I get anxious. Yeah, you like start swaying your feet. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, also, uh, yeah, I do. Picking at your skin. Um, one thing I didn't know that 
I do a lot is I bite the insides of my cheeks. Like I pull, I pull the skins in the inside of my cheeks. I don't know. Now I found out that's an anxiety thing. Hmm. Hmm. Apologizing excessively. Yeah, that's me. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a bad habit. <laughs> I know people probably think, why is she sorry? Why is she saying she's sorry all the time? And now I know it's part of my anxiety. Yeah. Uh, seven, going to the bathroom a lot. Uh, I don't do that too much, but maybe it happens to some people. Yeah. And it says, anxiety shouldn't be dismissed as just overthinking. And I can agree with that 100%. Me too. Me too. Hey, Mom, I see we have some messages from some viewers. Uh, would you like to read one off? Well, guess what, Joel? You know my dad? My grandfather? Yes. He said he loved this. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I see uh, we have a message from another viewer, Erica. She said, it's pretty damn rad. I love most that one of your goals is to helpfully help people with the information and experiences you share. The social media episode was awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. Love you, Erica. Remember, we are not experts. We are not doctors. We are ordinary people just like you who battle anxiety. It is okay to talk about it and work together as a community to discuss ways to help one feel better. Until next time, I'm Sarah. And I'm Jewel. Peace! What the F is Ladylike is produced by us. Music is by Comeback Karma. Song, Outside the Lines. I would like to thank us, us, for doing this show. I'd also like to thank Lisa. But most of all, us, right, Joel? Yes, us. We did a really great job. We made it through, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'd also like to thank Brennan Gann. He does our sound and also he's a rock star. He's a rock star. He's a rock star. Yeah. Yeah. But he's only as good as the files we can give him. Yes. Yes.
He has to deal with our butts all the time. Yep, 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 yep. Don't forget to like and subscribe.